0: conquer the weekend in the all-new hyundai santa fe visit hyundaiusa.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details hyundai there's joy in every journey
1: well the baseball season is now 16 days old and the mets have played a total of eight games thank you very much for april weather and COVID as well, I guess. The Mets had a three-game series against the Washington Nationals, wiped out at the beginning of the season. They had a game rained out against the Miami Marlins on the 11th. They had a game rained out on the next day, the 12th, against the Phillies. They made that up as part of a doubleheader on the 13th. And they had a game rained out yesterday, the 15th of April. So right now, the Mets have already played one doubleheader, They'll have two doubleheaders against Washington. They'll have a doubleheader against the Miami Marlins, and they'll also have a doubleheader against the Philadelphia Phillies. So they played one. They have four more on tap. And there's a possibility of even more as they head out to Colorado and take on the Rockies at Coors Field this weekend. Friday night's uh, temperature and weather forecast at Coors Field, it is expected to snow and the temperature around 30 degrees. So don't be surprised if the Mets are sitting on the sidelines once again on Friday night. We'll have to wait and see about that. But nonetheless, there is a possibility for yet another doubleheader on the horizon. By the way, both teams have Monday, the 19th of April off. It's a mutual off day, but I think most teams like to keep their mutual off days. So I doubt that either one will be racing to uh, make up a game on that day. You might see a doubleheader on the weekend, but again, that's in the future. Right now, one doubleheader already in the books, and they have four more on tap throughout the course of the season. So, what's good? Well, the Mets have won three in a row. They were two and three. They're now five and three, and they did sweep the Philadelphia Phillies. It was supposed to be a four-game series, but they ended up taking the three games that were played. They beat Aaron Nola. Uh, They also beat Zach Wheeler on Wednesday night and looked quite good in doing so. There was a lot of good things in the Wednesday night game. Uh, a lot of, hot, a lot of uh, bats that weren't hot suddenly got hot, which is a good sign. Francisco Lindor, who's not off to a great start, batting two twenty-two thus far this year, had a two-hit night, so that's a plus. James McCann, who is still under the Mendoza line, had his first home run as a Met and ended up with a, a three-hit night as well. And there were other good signs as well. Dom Smith had another terrific night. Uh, the Met offense uh, performed well. Runners in scoring position in the Philadelphia series, that increased, got better. As a matter of fact, in the doubleheader win that the Mets had, uh, the two-gamer on Tuesday, the Mets had been 6-41 for 41 with runners in scoring position heading into that, those two games, and they ended up with as many hits with runners in scoring position as they had in the previous game. So that was a pretty good day. Things are getting better, or they at least look like they're getting better in that regard, and we'll have to find out what goes on. But the Mets' starting pitching has been terrific. Thus far, the Mets' starters have a 2.31 ERA, Jacob deGrom is still looking for his first win, but that'll come, and I think he's used to that. We'll see when Jake pitches next. He's slated on Friday, and we'll see exactly what happens there. Nonetheless, David Peterson, who had a tough outing against Philadelphia his first time out, bounced back really nicely. And that's one thing you love about David Peterson. He has a lot of poise. He always seems to bounce back and learn his lesson and work on the problems that he had the previous time and then correct them the next time out. Peterson was terrific. Six innings of two-hit ball, had a no-hitter heading into the fifth inning, and he ended up with 10 strikeouts, which matched his career high. He did that against the Atlanta Braves last September, but he had the Phillies swinging and missing. Good placement on the fastball, had a nasty slider as well. So, Peterson looked great. And the Mets starters have looked great as well. Taiwan Walker, very impressive. Marcus Stroman has been aces thus far, so that's all good news. Uh, The bullpen, you know, it's been shaky from time to time, but Uh, On Thursday, on uh, Wednesday night, excuse me, it was terrific. Uh, Edwin Diaz came in to close it out, but the real star was Aaron Loop. Loop hadn't pitched for nine days, and he had to come in in a tough situation. Runners at first and third facing Didi Gregorius. And what did he do? In two pitches, he got... Gregorius to swing on the second one and bounce a grounder to Francisco Lindor for a 6-6-3 double play to get out of the inning. Then he came out for the next inning and struck out two of the three batters he faced in a perfect inning. So, Loop was terrific, and so was the bullpen. A lot of usage out of Miguel Castro and Trevor May thus far, and other guys have been a bit neglected, like Loop, who hadn't pitched for nine days. But, nonetheless, uh, they have arms out there. I think those arms will probably be good for them. We'll see. A bullpen is still a question, uh, but when you look at what the starters have done thus far, if they can continue to do that and improve on that maybe a little bit, go a little bit deeper into games, I think the bullpen's going to be fine. And also, we have the uh, APB out for Robert Kesselman, who has yet to appear in a game, but I have a feeling that he probably will. This weekend in Colorado, in some way, shape, or form, either start a game or get into a game. We'll see. Joey Lucchese has been out there in the bullpen as well, but I'm sure Lucchese will be used this weekend against the Rockies too. Let's talk about Brandon Nimmo, shall we? This is interesting because Nimmo has just been on a tear, and let's face it, I mean, he has been the most valuable Met thus far, far and away. A lot of Met fans, you know, it's interesting with George Springer. I I think that most people – felt that George Springer would be here. The Mets had to improve in center field and they didn't sign Springer. They didn't sign Rio Muto for that matter. And they also didn't sign Trevor Bauer, but Springer was the one that I guess was deemed most likely to be here. And most Met fans didn't want Brandon Nimmo to just shift over to left. Hey, that's Dom Smith. Uh, That's his role on the team. That's his position. They wanted Nimmo out of here. A lot of Met fans did well. I don't know where you'd be without Brandon Nimmo right now. Let's just walk through what Nimmo has done thus far this year. He has reached base at least twice in all eight games this season. Now, David Wright has the club record of 10. He did that during the 2012 season, and Nimmo is certainly on par to do that. He still has a couple to go. He's batting four sixty four runs, three doubles, four RBIs, eight walks, a five eighty three on on-base percentage, that leads the majors, and he has an OPS of 1.155. And here's the impressive thing to me. He did a lot of work this spring in working against left-handed pitchers. Uh, that was a sore spot for him. The Mets sat him down an awful lot last year and in previous years against lefties and let's face it, he hadn't been very good. He did a lot of work in the off season about it. Uh, he worked at it in spring training. Well, thus far, Nimmo, it's a small sample, but four for seven, 571 with a double and three walks against lefties this year. That's a good sign. That's a good start, and the way Nimmo is going, you think that might improve, too. What else has he done? Well... He's reached base in 21 straight games. that goes back to 9-11 of last year, last September. In those games, 400, batting 400, 11 runs, 5 doubles, a triple, a couple of homers, 10 RBIs, 15 walks, and a 5.05 on base percentage. Also an OPS over one there as well. And to say Nemo has been, uh, you know, easily the – MVP of this team, I think that might be an understatement. He's, he's been absolutely terrific at the top of the lineup and has certainly got himself on base, uh, made himself available to be to, to score, although the problem that the Mets have with runners in the scoring position has hindered that a little bit. Nonetheless, uh, Nimmo has been great this year, and you really have to tip your cap to him, and hopefully he keeps it up at the uh, top of the lineup and in center field. And I think he's played a better center field as well. Uh, Other notes for the Mets right now? Well, Michael Conforto, he's still struggling. He's in an 0 for 16 funk. A lot of ground balls out of Conforto. Uh, He's missing pitches in the strike zone, and hopefully that's going to break at some point. He has too good a swing. He's too good a hitter to go through this, but right now he's just trying to fight his way out of it, and he's been dropped down to number six in the lineup. But... You know, the Mets offensively, I think, have held their own and uh, haven't had to worry too much about Michael Conforto, and hopefully he can snap out of it. Jeff McNeil has certainly shown signs. He's hit some balls hard. McNeil's only hitting 174, which kills him, but at the same time, he's hit a lot of balls right on the screws, got good barrels on uh, on several balls, and it just hasn't worked out for him. You know, hit him where they ain't, Jeff, but I think uh, hits will start to fall in for him as well. Um, A lot of good things, though, for the Mets uh, that they have shown and exhibited thus far. The pitching in particular has been strong. They ran the bases well the other night. That's something they worked on an awful lot during spring training. We'll see where it goes from here, but after three straight wins, now five and three in first place in the National League East as the Nationals continue to try to find themselves. uh, The Mets cooled off the Phillies a little bit. The Braves have struggled, so... The Mets are sitting at the top. You know, a long way to go, and they have a lot of games to make up. But right now, things are looking good for the Mets. Six game road trip, three in Colorado, three at Wrigley Field in Chicago, with an off day, as mentioned, on Monday, the 19th. And we'll see how that all works out for them. But uh, pretty impressive three-game series against the Phillies, which uh, got them on the right track, and hopefully they won't have to sit for a couple of days. They already sat for one. They won't have to sit for uh, longer than that to get back uh, into the flow. It's been tough early on in the season. You can't find your rhythm when you can't play every day. Baseball is a game that's got to be played pretty much every day, and if you don't, it's hard to find your rhythm and uh, uh, get things going, but hopefully the Mets will. That's the Met Podcast for now. We'll check back in in a few days, but uh, we'll see how they do in Colorado and Chicago.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget.